Hello, friends. Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. This episode is brought to you by my good friends over at Jumbo Superfoods. Go over to jumbocbd.com today and go check them out. They have a full line of CBD products. They have a muscle balm, which is phenomenal. I use it pretty much on a daily basis um, on my sore muscles and my joints. Uh, it, it's game-changing. Also, they have sprays. They have drops. They have drops for both you and the pets. Um Go check them out. All of their products are certified by a third-party laboratory. They test all of those, or they post all of those test results online so you can view those for yourself so you know exactly what you're getting. That's one of the most important things when it comes to any sort of uh, supplementation. You want to make sure that you are getting it from a quality source and you're getting it. Uh, and, and you're only getting premium ingredients, which uh, – and you're only getting – premium products, which is all that Jumbo actually provides. They're using all organic, um, high-quality ingredients in all of their products. You will not be disappointed. Cannabidol is helping so many people, and, man, it's, it's helping me. It helps me sleep. It's, it's helping folks with digestion and mood regulation and anxiety and depression and so many different things. It protects your brain. Man, it's just... The, the cannabis plant in general is just so amazing, uh, like the, the benefits that our people are getting from it. And, you know, the CBD uh, cannabinoid in, in particular is helping a lot of folks. So go check them out. You can save 20% off of your entire order uh, just by using the code outside when you check out. And I, I, they pretty much, I think, always do buy two, get one free. So whatever you're getting, throw two in the cart. I bet you get a free one. So go, go check them out, jombocbd.com. Use the code outside at checkout, and you'll save 20% off of your entire order. All right, let's get to the guest. My guest today is Matt Perlman. I'm bringing this conversation to you a little bit later in the day than I wanted to. I'm sorry, guys. Man, this has been a crazy, crazy time. I, can't, I don't know if I've said it on another podcast in the intro, or I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned it in several podcasts, but I'm currently remodeling a house that my girlfriend and I bought, and, man, I'm, I'm actually moving here in the next couple of days. It's just been chaos, fucking laying down floors and knocking out walls and just doing all of this shit, and I'm doing a lot of the work myself. It's it's just a lot of work. Uh, so it's, it's, it's taken me uh, away from the podcast a little bit, but I'm still working to make sure that I bring you a lot of good content and, and some interesting conversations. And, you know, the one I have today is, is a good one for sure. Uh, Matt is a... Uh, he's he's an author. He's started when he was like 11, if I recall right. Uh, and he's put out, I think he said he's done over a thousand interviews and he's put out a few different books over this time. Uh, he's still a young dude, only 21, has a whole lot ahead of him. Um, this was a good conversation. Uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Matt Perlman. All right, here we go, Matt Perlman. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. I'm well. So you were saying like you're not uh, you're not normally on this side of things when it comes to 
these conversations. Yeah, being the interviewee is certainly new to me. Yeah. Probably done it three times in my life. Been the interviewer over a thousand, so it's definitely a new experience. Yeah, you started early, man. Yeah. When did you? So, how young were you when you started on this whole journey of interviewing people and writing and journalism? Like, when did that begin for you? Yeah, so I was 11 years old when I started now defunct website TeamsOnSports.com. Uh huh. That was an amazing website. Had that for five, six years. Had some interns who, at the time, were in college, <laughs> <laughs> who were helping me write, helping uh, doing some interviews. Uh, but it all kind of initially started. I was watching a Blues game. I watched a commentator interview a player. Yeah. And I knew I wanted to do it right there. My dad kind of got the website started. Started sending out thousands of requests. My first interview was Brett Hall. So. Oh, that's dope. It all kind of just fell into place from there. So when you were doing your interviews, like how were you? Like what was your format for those? Yeah. So the format was basically just what you, what you think of a typical eleven-year-old. I would have at the, when I was that young, I'd have yeah, my questions right now. Right up all your questions, oh, oh, emailed I, to him, or did you like try I, to talk to him on yeah, the phone? Yeah, I would or? talk to him on the phone, but I'd always have my questions right now. Yeah. And you know, it actually took me a long time to actually make it a discussion, something that you've kind of done really quickly in your you know writing interviewing career. <laughs> for me, it took me a long time because I was initially really nervous, not just because they were famous. Yeah. But well, just, you're 11, bro. Right, I was 11. I was super <laughs> nervous. But I, I interviewed Haloti Nada or whatever his name is. Uh, he's an NFL player. Okay. Uh, when he was on, the, I think, the Ravens or something like that. And he was in his locker room. I was super nervous. I had my questions. I mean, my voice was very high-pitched. I'm like, what was your favorite? But it would be the exact same yeah. questions every time. And eventually – Like favorites. Right, right. And once I became more mature with all that, it, it got easier. But yeah. it was an easy journey, but it was certainly well worth it. Wouldn't take it back. Yeah, dude. So, so what were the, some of those early questions? Oh, the, the primary one, the first one, what advice do you have for whatever field you're in? Yeah. What are your highlights? Free time. To, I mean, those are just burnt in my mind. <laughs> I, I mean, I said those questions a million times. <laughs> <laughs> so you know them all by heart. Oh, right? 100%. Yeah. Any responses really stick out? Uh, I mean, I, I'd say it, it just depends because – you know, when I were interviewing NFL players or MMA fighters, it would just it would vary. I would always learn something new because yeah. even though I was a hockey fan, I was never a fan of really any other sport. So when I'd venture out into golf and tennis and, and freaking billiards or something, I'd interview those people. I just learned something new every time. Oh, yeah. So even as of recently, in the past five years, when I started interviewing musicians like Hozier, Kelly Clarkson, all those people, I had, I had no idea about it. I, I interviewed people in theater. I had no idea about any of that. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, I just learned something new every day. I can't think of anything in specific, but I'm sure there's been a lot. Oh, for sure, dude. I mean, yeah. that's, that's like the best part about yeah. podcasting, dude. Just sitting down with people, having a reason to sit down with people that you otherwise, like, might not have yeah. a reason to do that. And then I, like, we were talking, I like to do all this in person. Yeah. And um, it's, it's great because if I were to only do them uh rem like remotely then i wouldn't have the opportunity to actually have that connection with people yeah so it's pretty cool just to sit down and and, and learn something right and, and gain some perspective from their experience you know something i learned a decade into my interviewing is i am horrific at phone interviews <laughs> I, I, I would and i would i would lose my passion for interviews then love it again then hate it yeah it i there are certain formats for like where you're doing in person it works 100 times better or even with like zoom or skype conferencing when you get to see that face to face yeah you get to kind of format your questions with, with just their behavior, how they look, their emotions, yeah. you know, when to start, when to stop. If you're doing a phone interview or emailing you questions like what I used to do with you, yeah. you just don't get that same type of feel because you're not really able – the questions are set in stone. Yeah. You really don't know exactly how they're feeling, what what more you can kind of attain in that interview as you go along. Cause right. Like, in an email interview with you, I'd send you like five questions. You're looking forward to the fight, blah, 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 but that's it. 
Yeah. You know I mean, so the in person or even Skype, which or Zoom, which is what I do the most. Yeah, Zoom. It works. It works perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Zoom's a good one. It's new. It's new. Um, I use Zoom, but uh, is it easier than Skype? Well, I'm not technologically savvy, so I I can it tell you. Be. Oh, so I can <laughs> so, so I can tell you, Zoom is is freaking fantastic. It's yeah. free. It's great. Skype does not work very well. I don't know what happened. It could just be me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really problem. use Skype either. It's not that good. I always FaceTime, or if, if somebody doesn't have FaceTime, yeah. I just tell them to do Zoom. Yeah, Zoom's yeah. easiest. I wonder if Zoom just seems a little bit more like business. It's just like scheduling meetings. Yeah, it doesn't then, matter. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. Random thought. Yeah. But uh, so you were a... You were a hockey fan right yeah. and then just because you start interviewing people you just decided oh, man, i need to branch out start talking yeah. to everybody right yeah. so then just whatever sport you just talk to them yeah how'd you how are you uh how are you like finding your your people uh well so what i would do at the beginning was i would so my dad he he had a background in like uh marketing stuff like that so he was kind of able to help me they think of the best you know the most effective efficient ways of doing it yeah so i started off with sending emails a crap ton of faxes. That, that was a popular thing for me. <laughs> uh, I, I'd make phone calls with my high-pitched voice. Just and, cold calling people. Right. And so eventually what happened was eventually I built up a portfolio, a resume, where I'd have interviews with like Kevin Durant, Usain Bolt. And then I really didn't have to worry about sending all those emails. I could just, you know, call. It, it's it's a much smaller world with the different sports than most people would think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with hockey, I uh, started out with it besides Brett Hall interviewing sports agents. And so I met up with a guy in Chicago. Right. So the sports agents were able to help me. Scott Norton was his name. Uh, I miss that dude. And he, one of his clients, Dustin Brown, was is the captain of the L.A. Kings. So okay. he got me that interview, which was huge. Yeah. And eventually it just kind of all, you know, gets put together. It just takes time. Yeah. And the thing is, dude, like once you start doing more of them yeah. and like you start having um, some like experience in your belt and you have yeah. like the numbers behind you, like I've done X amount of interviews. And like you said, I've interviewed with such and such. Yeah. It makes it so much easier for people to say yes. Like yeah. in the beginning. Beginning, you have to like say who you are and what you're sh- like, what you what you're doing, and what er, like what you're all about, and then yeah. you have to do that less and less as you go on through your like your 100%. career. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's just a credibility factor. Yeah, it's just credibility. You know, because then in the emails, I would at first I'm like I ha- I haven't had any interviews yet, but I'm I'm hoping that we can start this, make it great. And I was 11 year old kid, so people <laughs> you had two people. But you're 11, right? Though. I was 11, and people that was the, that was that. the one side. People would be prone to do it because I was 11. I was adorable, you know, yeah. annoying kid. Or on the other side, they'd be like, I don't want to take him seriously and all that. Yeah. But in but in the day and age of today where there are millions of podcasts, you know, credibility is really the thing that sticks out the most. Yeah. In an email or phone call you send, I've interviewed blah, blah, blah. People would be, you know, yeah. more likely to do it. It definitely helps. Oh, it does. Oh, for sure. So at what point did you, like, were you like, all right, man, I want to write a book? Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't even remember when my first one came out. Probably like 13. Yeah. I had built up... A, solid amount of interviews for teens on sports and the interns had you know helped me get a good amount they like it steered me what interviews would be good they would look for good stories and then eventually i'm like i want to try something different because a hundred percent of my time besides school was focused on you know teens on sports.com and then i'm like it'd be really cool to write a book on all this you know what i mean it it would be really really super cool so i just put a book together with you know all my usain bolt kevin durant Huge, huge names that I'd you know been luckily you know able to do, mm-hmm. um, and then of course when I emailed them, faxed them, sent them, I'd like to interview blah blah for this book. 
people were way more likely to do it than for teens on sports.com. Yeah. But so, th- I mean, that's just what happened. It, th- it just seemed like the right move, and I was excited to do it. Yeah, I mean, we put together all your interviews. Yeah. Um, how many books have you written? Uh, three. Three. The second one was all about mixed martial arts and how you, know, you have to look beyond the tattoos and punching people in the face. Yeah. These are martial artists. This is an art form, all that. Yeah. Just, just kind of, you know, getting rid of whatever, you know, thoughts yeah typical people had about mixed martial arts the brutality of it yeah uh and so that was my mission with that and i interviewed like shane carwin randy couture just a big name dana white was it, a part of it oh nice i went to the ufc pr and they helped me with that and the third book was all music uh, music interviews stuff like that so uh, they're all different yeah they're all different but they all made me just more well-rounded so nice nice fun. so yeah when you were doing the the mma book yeah um you kind of just completely switched from all other sports and just solely focused on MMA. Right, right. How long did you do that for? How did I do the? How long? How long? How long were you focused on MMA? Oh well, I, even when I was compiling the MMA fighter interviews together, I was still interviewing everyone else for Teens on Sports. That one was more of I didn't really have a set date of when I wanted that one to be published. Yeah. I just kind of as I went along and ke- kept getting bigger names. Yeah. I eventually was like, I want to put this book together to show oh. people, you know, that mixed martial arts really is not as you know horrible as people say it is. It it was really meant to just kind of fade some of that you know ignorance away because I mean I'm sure you know as a fighter there are a lot of people who don't really approve of it. Yeah. And I was just trying to get rid of, you know, all those thoughts. Yeah, well, so. there's definitely a stigma about it. Oh, there you is. know what I mean? Um it's a whole lot of testosterone in that sport. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> well, I guess you can't say it so much these days because we have a lot of women, but shit, who knows? There's a lot of testosterone there yeah. too, some of them, but no, dude. Um especially when you look at well, combat sports in general are dangerous, right? But right. MMA, so it it can be more brutal, but you have way more uh options to defend yourself. I right. mean, in boxing, you don't have that that body or, face, or yeah. even or even kickboxing, right? I mean, if you're if if you're up against somebody who's way better than you in either one of those sports, you're either going to get like knocked out, in which case you're going to get severely injured. Yeah. Um, if you're super tough, you can maybe last it out, but you're going to take a shit ton of damage. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, those are your options. Or just quit, which that's ego. Like most people's ego isn't going to let them do that. Right. Like in MMA, at least you can like grab somebody clinch them up against the cage, take them down. Yeah. Uh, you just have way more options to defend yourself. Yeah. Longevity-wise, I think, and I don't know the statistics or anything like that, but you're, you're 100% right. Mixed martial arts, you can take it down to the mat. You know, that's why wrestlers find so much success. BJJ, you know, I, I think that MMA is, is really ever-growing. It's, it's turning into a remarkable sport that I think is generating a lot more numbers. You know, oh, yeah. Buys, pay-per-view, buy, all oh, that. Oh, it's crazy. It's a huge yeah. sport, man. And it's, it's yeah, it's for everybody. It's yeah. great for everybody. Uh, whether Again, we're talking both men and women are, are killing it yeah. from all sizes, from, what, 125 all the way up to heavyweight. I mean, yeah. It encompasses everybody. Yeah, I, I think I think one of the things that kind of fuels that stigma is people a lot of the time look of like older videos. You see older videos with like pride when you can like grab someone by the balls or you know eye gouge or whatever that crap is. I don't think people really stay up to date. I mean, maybe that's a factor, but I think if people really kind of look at it, look at the training and all all the all the stuff that that entails, I yeah. think people would be way way more like accepting of it well it's one of the fastest growing sports i mean more and more people are learning about it i'm always surprised how many people don't know about it and that's probably because i'm just so like deep inside of like the community but uh yeah man it's uh it's i don't know man it's a crazy sport to watch for sure yeah people in there fighting the one thing i hate is when people say i train ufc or i fight ufc yeah i remember when i was in middle school and high school and mixed martial arts was big that back then yeah 
But that's just one of those things that goes like ignorance. People say that. And I know it's like there's no bad intent with it. It's just people really – a lot of people really don't know. Yeah. It's like you don't train UFC. That's a company. Right. Like, yeah. I so always annoying. tell people it's like yeah. you don't you don't play NBA. Like that's right. play basketball, right? <laughs> yeah. It's totally different. So did you do any sports like growing up or anything or uh, – I was you? always a bit out of shape, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played soccer when I was younger. I played, you know, baseball and you know, yeah. stuff like that. I, I played uh, – I did jiu-jitsu. For a year and a half. Yeah. And I did an hour of boxing. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> an <fun>. hour of <laughs> I had to hold the pads my arms. They were killing me, man. Yeah, so I stopped dude. with that crap. Dude, they, it gets, you know, it gets easier. <laughs> yeah. I hope. I hope. Man, you ever think about getting back into jiu-jitsu? I, I, think, it's, I think it's a remarkable uh, for, uh, art form. I think it's a great martial art. I love it, but no. No? <laughs> uh, it's not your jam? Nah. You're an active guy? Uh, you know, I... Listen, I, I do just about everything. I love I love walking upstairs, walking downstairs. That's my workout for the day. I drink a lot of water. I'm healthy, you know. Yeah. You know, but if you know what, if my health fails, I need to get into a sport. You know, I get a little overweight. Then yeah, I'll go back into jujitsu. That's the sport I'll go into first. Yeah. More more than like any other sport. I I like pick up basketball, but I suck at it. Yeah. So don't leave me with too many options. That's all good. You're a young dude, man. Yeah. Twenty one. Twenty one, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Still got a whole lot of options. You're still in that good place to where, I mean, you, like, recover well. I mean, everything's working optimally for the yeah. most part. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, true. man. Yeah. <laughs> so how uh, how do you like going to school in Linwood? Uh, uh, you know what? The the campus is really great. Social work <laughs> department is, is pretty good. Social work. Yeah, social work. That's the next move, right? That That is, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get my degree, uh, my undergraduate degree. Then yeah. I'm going to go get my master's right after. I'll be well prepared for life. You're gonna do both of those at Linwood? No, no, they don't. Uh, Linwood doesn't offer a master's program. Oh, they don't. So I'm probably have to go like SLU or WashU or one of those. Oh, no, for social work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, man, SLU or WashU does almost still have one. Oh uh, yeah, they do. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know where I'm gonna go yet, but one of those. You got time. Yeah. Yeah. You ever think about taking time off in, in between those? Uh, you know, I, right now, and I'm still going to be doing interviewing, but yeah. right now I'm really pursuing, you know, fictional writing. We were talking about before fictional writing, poetry, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm hoping I, I have a month left before school starts. Then this upcoming year, I have a 500 hour practicum to do for social work. So right now I'm hoping that this month I can carve out, get some, you know, work out there, maybe get it published. And hopefully that takes me somewhere to where I can take a break and just devote a lot of time to that. Um, so but yeah. So you like to put more time into your journalism and writing? 100%. Yeah. yeah. What? I, yeah. Dude, you should oh, 1000%. I should. Do it, bro. Just take I should. that time off. Dude, grad school's not going anywhere. I know. I could always do it later. Dude, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Especially because you have a full ride for undergrad. Right. So it's putting you in a fantastic spot to where you like you have that piece of paper, yeah. which is just like the precursor to get into grad school yeah. and the kind of like, I mean, it shows you can stick to some shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, you have no debt, which is a huge, like, yeah, it is. school fucks a lot of people. Yeah. Dude. And, I, and I don't live on campus either, so I'm not paying for a dorm. Not, I, see? Yeah, so. So, like, you're in a good financial spot? I bro. Am. Man, now's, I now's the time to be as risky as, as you're ever going to be. You're right. Yeah, dude. You're right. I, de- I definitely want to spend a lot of time writing because, you know. It's so much easier to do nowadays. 100%. As we were talking before, you know, I, I, when I was younger with the books, that was all nonfiction. That wasn't my voice. Those were the athletes and the music musicians' voices being, you know, heard throughout that book. Yeah. But now, I mean, as the past couple of weeks, a month, I've been really delving deep into fictional writing. And I, I've really found 
that uh, that's something I'm passionate. Something I really do want to pursue. Yeah. What kind I, of area of fiction are you looking at? I have no idea. I have. I my writing is so all over the place, and I'm trying to figure all that out. You're kind of finding your I'm, voice. I'm just putting thoughts on the paper, and uh, my parents told me <laughs> told me that it's great. So I'm, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep trying with that. Yeah, dude. But I have a, I have a lot of good you know fictional stories to tell. I've I you know it's kind of funny. I was going through the notes on my phone. And I figured out that I had just been for years now just writing random thoughts down. And it's stuff now that I'm looking back on that I can actually add to now that mm-hmm. I'm actually taking time out realizing what I want to do. Yeah. And it just shows me more and more. That's, I don't know if it's very monetizable at this point, but it's, it's writing is what I want to do. Yeah, dude. Just keep writing. Do you write every day? Oh, I write every, every, every second of every day. Oh, nice. There's always thoughts I'm writing down or thinking about. And yeah. So just ideas on ideas. Yeah. What kind of uh, fiction do you do? You like to read fiction? You no. Know what's funny? I actually don't like reading very much. I prefer writing. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I it's just I'm trying to you know go deeper in, into poetry, and I want to get some structure, some format that people of the past have kind of you know done, so, just so I have some examples. Yeah. So I've been you know obviously reading some poetry, but I I don't love read. I did when I was younger. I don't love reading anymore. I read the news. I I don't really want to read a, a novel. Yeah. I just don't. That's something I've never really enjoyed. No, like nonfiction or nothing, nah, huh? Nah, do you do I've, audible books or anything? Nah. Yeah, you probably do a lot of reading at school at the moment, don't you? I, I do, and especially when I took my philosophy courses. I read a lot there, but I'm talking about just like leisure time reading. I don't do that. My sister does. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like writing way more. Yeah. Dude, I, I, just, I, didn't, ah, I honestly didn't really like reading a lot growing up. Nah. I, didn't, I didn't appreciate reading until... It was after I graduated college with my undergrad. I guess it was probably 2011. I was probably 22, yeah. 23, somewhere around there. I had a job. I was uh, working as a security guard, third shift. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so, like, when I graduated, I was married, had, t- had one kid and another one on the way. Mm-hmm. We moved down to Texas for a little bit. We ended up coming back here. I wanted to come back here and come back to, like, St. Charles MMA and, like, pursue, like, the professional fighting. Yeah. So as soon as I got back just to get a quick job, um, I got a security guard job. And uh, I was third shift. It was, like, 10 to 6. So, like, I had eight hours a night, man, to just fucking kind of kill. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a whole lot going on. We I think we had to go on, like, two rounds a night or something like that. So it was mostly just sitting there. Yeah. So I read a ton. I probably read a book. Every two or three days, I was, like, blasting through fucking books. Like, I just, I had no other option. Like, so there's two buildings, and one building, there's a camera on us. So, like, I mean, you didn't want to get, like, in trouble, Mm -hmm. and you couldn't bring a computer. So, like, I just read. In the other building, there was no camera on you, and you were by yourself. So, actually, whenever I was in the other building, I would either, like, I'd uh, watch movies, Mm -hmm. or I'd work on, like, my business plan. But in the one building, I was reading a lot. Sometimes I read over in the other one, but not often. My point is... I did that job for probably, I don't know, like nine months, but I read a fuck ton of books in that time. And then, <laughs> like, it actually made me really, I learned how to learn because I, I don't really do fiction. Yeah. I only do, like, nonfiction. So I was reading, like, a lot of, like, psychology and sociology and, like, business books and self-development, yeah. just all of those type of deals. And um, I learned how to learn, and, like, it's just, it's just, I don't know, man, something clicked. So, like, whenever I went back to, like, grad school, mm. it just made it so much easier. Oh, yeah. And, like, I gained, but I, I didn't gain the appreciation until, like, a little bit later. Mm. And I was almost, it was almost kind of forced on me because I didn't have anything else to do. Right, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know, man. Reading was always a difficulty for me. I mean, I remember 
you know, it wasn't even until middle school till I was actually like a, a really, you know, damn good reader. I remember I, I had a, a teacher, reading specialist, uh, his name is Larry Rennick, and he came to my first book signing at Barnes & Noble. Oh, so, nice. But it had been like a decade since I had seen him. But but regardless, he really helped me be able to read because I just, and then I started reading a ton of books when I was younger. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, I just, I've realized that, you know, writing <laughs> is what I want to do way more than just read. Yeah. But I recognize the importance of it. Yeah, you just rather write that. Right, I mean, I, I'd be reading a lot of Ernest Hemingway and, you know, shit like that. But I, I mean, I, it's just not, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to read Harry Potter. I'd rather just watch it. Yeah. Oh, for real. <laughs> yeah. For real. I actually tried to read Harry Potter when it like first came, because I was, I was, it's such an old story. I think yeah. I was in sixth grade. So you're you're 21, right? Yeah. I'm 31. So I'm 10 years older than you. Yeah. So you probably were like two when that shit came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I remember when that fucking book came out, and um, like I tried to read the first chapter. I'm like, this shit is stupid. Like, it's just long. <laughs> and I put it down, and then like the movies came out. I'm like, these are fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, I could never get into those books. I don't dude. have the attention span to read that much. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure I could if I really devoted to it, but it's like, eh. yeah. You only have one life to live. You think you're gonna maybe write some like fantasy fiction shit like that? I, I mean, I I started writing a, 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 a bit. I start I'm probably like thirty thousand words in in a week, so I, I am writing a lot. Uh, but I, I think I'm just gonna write wherever wherever it takes me. Right now, I really want to devote some time to publishing short stories and my poetry. Yeah. Because I'll get my because right now. My name isn't known in the fictional world. It's only known with the nonfiction interviews and all that. But I, I haven't proved, like, I not ever come out with any fictional work. So yeah. I, I want to start off small and work my way up to a novel. Just because right now I really don't know how to write fiction. I've never done it. It's brand new venture to me. Yeah. I want to get that experience before I take it to that, you know, yeah. novel length. But Yeah, man, just the yeah. art of telling the story. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, something I brand new to, but I love it already. Yeah, yeah. I find it does help to um to like study some of the, like the the people who are doing it that are like fucking great at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You and have like to. but you can you can learn like storytelling even just by like watching movies and seeing how they visually do it. You know what I mean? You can get inspired to do any storytelling by just looking out the window. You know, it's, for me, for me my process is very simple. Yeah. I and usually I'm like deep within my mind like I always have a bunch of thoughts running through it and for me to put it on paper I can just kind of put those points down and then just immediately start writing with it. You know, I, I just think of a story and it's or me by looking just outside something, something will click with me and I'll just start writing it just like that. Yeah. And a story would just unfold with it. That's, that's what I've always done. But now that I'm actually devoting, now I realize that that's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, it's a weird things for me that kind of inspire me to start writing a story. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird or small things. Huh? Hmm. So you're doing short stories, poetry. Yeah. Um, I saw you were singing a little bit. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up, man. You know, <laughs> dude, you fucking put it out there, bro. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> That's one of those things that I really enjoy doing. Yeah. I, I love singing and I love songwriting because songwriting kind of blends with poetry yeah. and writing in general. Like if you're it's one, it's for sure close. Dude, I love music. Right, right. But it's like with the whole singing and posting stuff, you know, I, I don't know why. This is my thought process. When I when I were to post it on Facebook, I was hoping that no one actually saw it. I was just kind of posting it just to post it. Bro, what but, are you talking about? No, it's just public. Everybody saw that. I know, but I, I was I was living in denial, I guess. But that, hey, who cares, man? Yeah, you put you yourself out there. Right. I was I was showcasing a, a different part of myself, but yeah. I, I'm realizing right now that I I like singing. I do, but I don't want to see. At the time in my mind, I'm like, I actually want to pursue it. You know, if America's Got Talent comes here, I want to do it. <laughs> but no, looking back now, I'm like, Jesus Christ. How long ago was that? I, I'm try, I try not to think it about it. It wasn't that long ago. No, it was probably three years ago or something. That long ago? I don't know. 
It felt felt like it. Oh man, is this your last year of school coming up? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be a senior. Yeah, so it was probably like your first or second year of school, then, right? Unfortunately, yeah. A couple years ago. Yeah, I shouldn't have done it. It is what it is, man. Yeah, I can't take it back now. Nah, dude, no one's gonna fucking remember. Yeah, and well, you did. Yeah, I did. Well, we're <laughs> fucking talking right now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like singing. You know, I love fifties music. I was inspired to sing by like Elvis and people like that with the deep voice, Frank Sinatra. Oh yeah. I love doing that. So I'm just like, you know you what? That shit growing up. Oh. Yeah, I still do now. Yeah. Oh, all the time. Bobby okay. Darren. I don't like any of today's music besides country music. Okay. Yeah. Is that what your parents were into? What? Like the like Sinatra. Oh hell no. What were they into? No, they're in eighties music. Oh. They're in eighties music. I hate it. So how did you get into fifties music? Yeah. I just went on. I, I randomly started listening to Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Then I came across like Bing Crosby and Dean Martin. I'm like, this is. I I feel and I kind of immediately thought of this. I'm like. Back in the day, there was not really any studio. There, there weren't really many enhancements that you could do to your voice. Like there weren't synthesizers or, or shit like that, that that they could really do to make someone sound good. Today, like my dad's a horrible singer. He can go in the studio. They can make him sound pretty good with the different oh, technology, yeah. you know, with the stuff that they have. Technology is amazing. Back then, you had to be talented. You know, you had to be talented to actually make it. Um, but I don't know, dude. There's something about 50. There was just something pure about it that I really like. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever hear anything like that again. It was definitely unique to its time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I belonged back then. I'm like an old soul. Yeah. That's what I'm talking. You know, I feel like I'm 80 sometimes. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. When you're 80, you're fucking like, shit, dude. Yeah. Fuck, this is what 80 feels like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Um, 50s music, so that's your primary like listening oh, shit now. All so the what time. do you listen? You don't listen to anything differently. I listen to Bob Dylan a lot. Okay. No, what I, I don't know. My sister just asked me this the other day. She goes, "What are some things you listen to when you're writing or getting ready for an interview or stuff?" And for some reason, I always listen to Bob Dylan for I don't know what about him. Uh-huh. I don't I don't know what about especially the, not really interviewing with him, but. Some of his music's really sad, and a lot of the stuff I write about is sad for some reason. That's just my style. Mm-hmm. It's not really a reflection of how I feel all the time, but it is. It's just my. It's my niche. You know, it's what I write about. I yeah. tend to write better with sad stuff more than yeah. happy stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. right. There's such a stigmatism on, on sad. Right. Like we're not supposed to be sad, but it's 100%. a very natural human emotion, and like you really can't appreciate happiness without the sadness. One hundred percent. And like we live in this weird place where it's like you're always supposed to be happy, which yeah. you know, which just feeds this um you know this prescription whole big pharma like yeah. take an ssri like an antidepressant to make you feel better because yeah. you're sad you shouldn't be sad yeah dude it's totally fine to be sad right 100 percent. i mean uh, it's personal but i i do have depression you know what i mean it's, it's more of like situ- situational yeah. like if one thing goes bad then i kind of catastrophize it all yeah but but in like general everything's going bad right right for me and sometimes whenever i'm writing something sad people will get concerned like well why are you writing so sad you know we know you have blah 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 but it's like in general, like for me, it's just what I write about. It, yeah. it almost makes me feel better to write about. Right. It, it is definitely, that's a good, a good uh, word for putting that. You know, if I'm writing something sad, it kind of gets off my chest. I'm able to get it out there. Yeah. It, makes, it makes me happy writing about sad stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Dude, so it's like, I mean, that's your own form of like antidepressant right 100%. There. Yeah. 100%. But I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, yeah. it's, just, it's just my, I, think, I feel like everyone, like Nicholas Sparks, one of my inspirations. I love I loved the dude's movies. Right. All fucking sad shit. I can't take his stuff, well, see, dude. But, but you're see, crying someone you love is going to end up dying bro it's all romance and, oh then, and then there's a little drama but like the notebook i mean ro- i mean the, yeah romance is heartbreaking in real life but that's just some extra shit because you fall yeah. in love with someone and then they get cancer or they or put <laughs> you in a car accident <laughs> it's like nicholas why are you putting me through that man oh my god just heart 
breaking shit. Yeah. Kills me. Yeah. Every time. I don't know, dude. I love Nicholas Sparks. But see, his thing is very romance slash drama. Yeah. You know, and I feel like I kind of incorporate a lot of that because I did read a few of his books, but I watched all the dude's movies. Yeah, I've seen them all. Number one fan, dude. Oh, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, it is He's good a good stuff. writer. It's, yeah. it's definitely a very particular genre. I mean, yeah. it makes you feel like idealistic about love. Yeah. Dude, The Notebook was a hell of a movie. He wrote that, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, I love The Notebook. I watch that every day, dude. <laughs> if I could, I'd watch it every damn day. Oh, I can't. I'm not. I, I can't do that, but <laughs> it was a good story. It's a great story. Yeah, man. But that's yeah. like ideal love. Like that shit. Don't it happen. is ideal love. Doesn't happen. I don't even think that's like meant. Like, in, I don't think humans are meant to be like that. I don't know. I don't know because I I feel like although his is is obviously fiction, there are certain aspects of like for example the Notebook, it, the, those people's lives, his characters' lives that are real. There, there, there are certain things that inspire him to be able to think of that story. It's, you know, it's, it's. I, I've heard people who have been married for 60, 70 years. Stuff. There are aspects within that movie and within the book oh, that are sure. real. Oh, for sure. Not, maybe the whole thing. There's not that much drama, or there's not, you know, blah blah blah. But regardless, but maybe th- right. Various you, you aspects for for different people. For right. Sure. His story's fictional, but honestly, there are parts to it. Someone has a very similar story. To, to those yeah you know what i mean so, someone has that story yeah you know what's interesting about back then yeah everybody seemed to be able to build shit <laughs> <laughs> i know man i know <laughs> that's true everybody's a goddamn handyman yeah. they don't ever show the person who can't build a damn thing i know it's true <laughs> it's true 100 percent. but also like back in that time though like men were expected to be able to do that stuff yeah today it's just it's a different society yeah it's different but can it was you, a different time can you build shit no I, well, what you are know. you doing, man? That's your favorite time of the the world. Yeah, yeah. You like all that old stuff. You know what? I did just deconstruct my sister's bed frame. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna construct it later today again. You know, a different <laughs> one. So I mean, I, I guess I build. I, I built it. But what's also weird? Something that I like doing is I do the dishes. I I'm the people find it weird all the time. I enjoy doing the dishes. I do dishes almost every day. Because for me, it helps. Me, it kind of helps me with mindfulness. While I'm you know putting the plate up in the dishwasher, I'm able to think about what I want to do, stuff yeah. like that. For me, it's almost it's one it's one of those things that just helped me. People are always like, I've never heard someone say it. it's like I don't know what's wrong with it. People have their different things. I like doing yeah. the dishes. I don't know. I do a lot of housework. Yeah, I, I do, do too. I do dishes, laundry. Yeah. Cook. Oh, I don't do laundry. I can't do that. I'll break the machine. What, bro? I, I figured out how to start the dishwasher. Bro. Yeah. That, my sister. That, that's her chore. Yeah. What happens when your sister's not around? Uh, well, you know, I, just, I may just have to go to a laundromat. I don't know. Well, you're going to have to do them yourself there too. Yeah, I got you're right. You're right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to live in the moment. Mindfulness, man. Uh, it's all right. It's an easy process. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Fig- I'll, I'll just watch a YouTube video. You're a smart guy. you yeah. figure it out. Yeah. I'll watch YouTube. <laughs> YouTube's good. Yeah. You do everything's on YouTube. Everything. My girlfriend and I, we just bought a house and we're remodeling it. I had to take some shit apart. So I was like, I don't know how to take a kitchen sink out. Like I've never done that before. Yeah. I'm just like, YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. Helps you with everything. That was earlier today. I fucked up. We didn't, <laughs> I, like, I didn't. I thought I turned the water off, but I guess the main water valve was like downstairs. And yeah. I didn't turn that off and like disconnected like oh, a tube. And water's coming everywhere. I'm like, what? Oh god. You've had a eventful morning. I was livid, bro. Oh. I was livid. I was like, what? I'm, like, I'm so fucking tired of this place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just the other day, I was like, I guess I pulled on the sink too hard or the faucet, or whatever, and I pulled it right out. But the, I, I don't even understand what I did. So I watched YouTube. I ended up pulling it back in so it looks good now. But yeah. No, you're right, dude. YouTube does help with everything. I mean, I, it's no. a hell of a time we live in. Yeah, it is for sure. Yeah. You've only known a time with internet and stuff like that. Though, I have. Right? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's before all... 98. I don't know nothing before that. No, man. That's a different world. Yeah, it is. Man, I was born in 87. So what, what month? 
June. You, June? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was born right at the end of 87. Basically, I was born in December. I so. got you. Yeah, man. That's crazy, man. Full decade between us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. so interesting. I like hearing the other, like, the perspectives. Like, my little brother is, um, I have one who's 26 and then one who's uh, 19. Mm. So he's born in 2000. So you're a couple close years older. Age, yeah, yeah, he's closer to your age. So anytime I hang out with, like, my youngest brother, we weren't actually really even close because there was such a big gap. We're, like, 12, almost 13 years right. apart. Um, we were just in such different places, and, like, I'm just maybe a shitty sibling. <laughs> like, I wasn't super close to him until he started getting, like, into his teenage years and, like, now. And uh, it's just so interesting, like, to hear his perspective on yeah. on Because you, you just grew up in a complete – like, when I grew up, com- like, there were computers, but I don't think my house – like, we didn't even have a computer with internet until I was in, like – Ninth grade, eighth yeah. grade. Well, like computers were maybe middle school. Right, computers back then weren't near as advanced. I mean, as they are, not even remotely close nope. as they are now. I mean, nope. it's, it's a whole different generation. Yeah, man. But it still baffles me. I was born '98, but yeah, there's still things I remember as like, for example, like CDs and all that. That yeah. stuff that's all faded. I mean, it's Amazon Music now. You got yeah, everything streamed, dude. Right. So I mean, th- there's still things with me that I'm that I. But once again, I'm also different because I don't know anything about technology. I used to have my little Pantech, which is my favorite phone ever, where I just flip it up. Yeah. I know, like if I could have a if I had the choice between a flip phone and an iPhone, I would 100 percent of the time choose a flip phone. Yeah. I would. Go it's back. Just easier. They got flip phones available, dude. Go back. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna lose a lot of access. That's what. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Social media. Well, not even. Well, the problem is, man. Even if you're not on social media, like so many other people are. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, for example, like at uh, at St. Charles MMA where I train. Um, like if I'm not on social, like I'll miss things at the gym. Yeah. It's like things will be happening or like announcements will be made. I'll just I have no fucking clue. And yeah. It's like, oh man, I just missed all of this stuff. Yeah. I see. I don't. I don't utilize social media like based on preference. I only do it because for my interviews, for business. It, right? It, it's a way of me getting. Yeah. You know, especially with writing now, it, like on Twitter. Twitter is remarkable, dude. It's Twitter's amazing when it comes. They have a thing called the writing community. Okay. I've literally in a couple months got five thousand followers. My dad's at like fifteen thousand or something crazy like that. Oh, and, wow. and he's in teaching and all that stuff. But you know, for the writing community on Twitter, it is absurd how many people they have. Like yeah. for any niche that you do. Yeah. For like building things or your social media influencer or whatever. If you have a Twitter, it's crazy. I feel like Twitter is the way that really kind of connects all people. Yeah. I don't use it because I like it. Though. I use it just because for I my hear interviews. that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I hear I'm not big. I'm on Twitter, but I don't really use it. Yeah. I should start. I was actually thinking I should start utilizing it. I was talking to my brother the other day. He's actually, he does writing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. I was like, I don't really like Twitter, but that's where everybody's at. So yeah. like all the journalists and different people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, really great. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't really like tweeting, and I don't really do it unless I have to. Like, mm-hmm. I would say, just did an interview with blah, blah, blah. Here, check it out at this link. I don't do any, like, oh, it's 75 degrees, so nice. I don't do any of that stupid crap. Yeah. But, yeah, I just do, <laughs> I just do it because it's a smart thing to do. Yeah. But. Do you listen to vinyl? Uh, you know what? I do sometimes. I, I have a Jim Croce vinyl. Okay. You know, operator. I figured you might be like a vinyl guy. Yeah, Jim Croce. I, I do. I don't listen to it all the time. Yeah. But I listen to Jim Croce. Uh, who else? I have Fleetwood Mac on there. It's my sister. I don't yeah. like Fleetwood Mac. But uh, yeah, I have some Frank Sinatra stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, at one point I read, and this is probably two or three years ago now, but um, there was a point where like vinyl outsold uh, digital downloads huh i was like oh shit That's a like, long time ago then no one that long i mean a couple years maybe wow like people like the vinyl huh yeah you know i i, I have heard that it's become more popular now say it has better sound yeah but i don't, I don't know. know i mean maybe it does maybe, maybe it does. I, I don't know why someone say that it doesn't make much sense i don't know man but i don't know i think that there's just one of those like natural sounds to it you know yeah. what i mean 
as opposed to just like the iTunes and all that stuff. I have no idea though. Yeah, well, the nice thing about digital music is it doesn't skip. Yeah, that's ever. true. That's true. And uh, it's just convenient. You're not going to carry one of the machines around with you. You just have your phone, headphones. Oh, my goodness. It's so convenient. Yeah. And yeah. you get like a Bluetooth speaker. Oh, those are good. Dude, you're ready to go. AirPods. I love I love AirPods. Figured yeah. out how to use those recently, too. I love them. Yeah. I'm love a little, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not big on the Bluetooth, like, headphones. Uh, like, because I'm, I'm just weary about, like, well, I try to eliminate as many, like, unhealthy things as possible. And I know there's, like, we're like bombarded with like fucking electromagnetic frequencies yeah. and like waves all the time. I mean, Wi-Fi and radio waves and just all these different waves. And um, like, man, so I just try to eliminate that as much as possible. And I just don't know if that's a good thing to have Bluetooth waves going into your head direct. I don't even talk with my phone to my head. Like I always oh. put it on a speaker and, <laughs> and keep it away from my head. I have no idea, dude. I I have no idea about any of that, but the only reason why I kind of don't like headphones is because obviously they're directly right into your ears. You know, the, and my hearing, it's just like, I think it's uh, genetic stuff with my family. My hearing's kind of gone like crap. Oh yeah. And so with the headphones and I, and I know I keep boosting them louder cause I can't hear them, but yeah. it's only making my hearing worse. Right. So, so that's why, recently, right. That's why recently I've kind of not been using, the, I, I've, I've definitely been just doing it in smaller doses in moderation. Yeah. But yeah, typically like when I'm in my car, I'm just, I, I, I tried to be just a little mindful of how loud my speaker stuff is and yeah but headphones i don't use them as much as i you know did just as of recently because my hearing's now starting to, it's starting to impact me now starting to go yeah it Getting is old man You're 21 there we go <laughs> that's great oh man when you, so you turned you just turned 21 in june, june 9th yeah i went yeah. to vegas oh yeah how was that i came out i was a high roller i won 17 cents oh nice yeah nice it was a fun experience i don't gamble yeah well i, I will not ever gamble again yeah yeah, I've 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 uh, went to a casino twice. Once was for my bachelor party, and I wasn't spending any money like other people were paying. And I went I went and took twenty dollars up there, and I lost it. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, yeah. not for me. I mean, you're not supposed to win, you know. No. It, it all belongs to the house. It really does. I mean, some people, man, it's like you play enough, find your system, find your game. Yeah, but then you have to you have to weigh how much you put into it versus how much you're getting. Because yeah. like the, there was a woman behind me, she put in like twenty bucks, and I literally she, right behind me won like three grand off the machine. Oh wow! I'm like. That would have been great to win that much. Yeah. But uh, those people get hooked though. It's such an unhealthy place to be, like in the casino. It's just it's ugh. there are a lot of small, minute little things that they do to keep you there. They don't if, if you, no if windows, you look around a casino, no, no clocks. clocks. You have no idea what you could be spending forty eight hours there and of course you're gonna be alert, you're not gonna be as sleepy unless yeah. you know, you know, you know put back a few. In there, but right, the but fucking it, the lights, the sounds. Right, everything they do there is is Start very, very intricately. Yeah, yeah. Everything they do there is meant to keep you to stay. Yeah. Which is why, you know, we went one time for my twenty first and I have no desire to go back. Yeah. Vegas is a fun spot, though. Um, it's hot. It is hot. It yeah, is hot. The desert. I've only been one time. It went last year. It was last August, actually, yeah. for a jiu-jitsu tournament. And yeah. I was like, man, I'm going to hate this place. Like, it's not my scene. I don't like casinos. Like, it's just not it. Yeah. And I was like, man, this place is fucking, it's lively. There's, yeah. There's always something going on. For sure. I like people watching. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but uh, the last night, I was there, like, we went to um, the Old Strip, which is, um, I can't remember what the fucking name of it is, Fremont, maybe, Fremont Street, I think that's what it is, it was the old, it used to be the Old Strip, and dude, we had a, I had a great time, Vegas is a fun-ass time, are you a drinker, did you drink? All right, so, so here's the deal with that, (laughs) prior to 21, I had never had a drink in my life. Really? When I was in third grade, I made a promise to myself to never have alcohol. You're just saying that because your parents are listening right now? Oh, no, 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 it's 100%, I I hate the the smell of it's nauseating me. Hey, good for you, dude, it's poison, it's terrible for you. Well, see, but you know, I gotta finish this, though. (laughs) In Vegas, I didn't have anything, you know, I, I hurt my neck the last day I was 
there. So I could barely move. So I'm like just How'd chilling. With it. I, I don't even know because it wasn't it, it doesn't make sense to me. I fell up the stairs and I was fine. You fell up the stairs? I fell up. The, it happened to me just yesterday too. Wasn't it like a stripper that was actually on your neck and you <laughs> just don't want to? Oh, oy okay. vey, oy vey. Anyway, I, I, I fell up the stairs and I went back to, to the hotel room. And then I just like made a weird movement and my neck just locked up and it was painful. So whatever. I just chilled that last day. There. Yeah. So nothing. And I guess that's how I heard it. But I did have a Corona back here in St. Louis with my friend at B-Dubs just right here. Yeah. It tasted like piss water. It was the worst thing I've ever had in my life. Uh, it was the, It's an acquired taste, bro. It's horrible. It's Dude, a, I put it in my mouth and I wanted to die. Oh, really? Corona is such a light beer too. It tastes like water to me. Yeah. It, um, I don't even need to go further with that. You get the point. It's horrible, dude. I yeah. had one taste. It was a biggest waste of $4 ever. It was horrible. <laughs> horrible. That's Ugh. funny. Ugh. Uh. I like Shirley Temple, though, which is just cherry and, you know, and grenadine soda, Sprite, all that, whatever. Yeah. It, it's non-alcoholic, but they have a dirty Shirley Temple. I was thinking about trying that, too, because if it's cherry, I like it. Yeah, man, there's a lot of different – some alcoholic beverages, they really mask, like, yeah. the liquor, and it tastes like you're just drinking, like, lemonade or yeah. whatever juice you're drinking. But, um, yeah, man, I'm not really a big drinker. Like, I won't I won't again, I don't think. I, I've done it quite a bit in my life, but I'm kind of getting to the point to where, like, I think I'll probably just stop drinking entirely. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I don't see any upside unless it's, like, you it's know, a wine. A wine, it may it help your heart. You know, just a the small amount of wine will help you. That that mm-hmm. may be what I have. And that's just because, like, the, I think it's resveratrol, I think is what it is. That's yeah. probably not the right. And, and that's found in, like, the, the grape skins. Yeah, yeah. That makes so, there's, sense. so there's some healthy benefit to that, but anything else is just. I drink a lot of soda. I know that's not good for that's me. That's fucking terrible. But for I have bro. to tell you, you I drink. I drink. Oh, oh, yeah, that's hard for me. That's worse than alcohol for you. There, there, there. Are few things. What worse than alcohol? Oh, that soda. I'll pretend I didn't hear that. It is, one hundred percent. I mean, I of course I know soda's bad for me, but I love it though. It's absolutely terrible for I you. I love it's it. Killing you, bro. Yeah, but it's making me alive at the same time, dude. It's I not. love it. It keeps me. It keeps me awake. I oh. need the caffeine. I mean, I hate coffee, so what other, what other, and I'm not going to have that energy, the five, what do they call it? Red Bull or five hour energy? Ugh, that's horrible. Yeah. Do you know Lucas Lopes? No. He's a, he's a local fighter here at uh, Finney's. I remember when I was doing BJJ there, he walked in with a Red Bull or whatever this big. Yeah. He consumed that thing within 10 minutes, dude. Yeah. And that, that's not good. That can't be good for you either. I don't drink energy drinks either. I do drink coffee. Coffee is actually good for you. Is it though? Absolutely. Are there any bad, I mean, I can't. It's all really that good for you? I mean, every person's different. Yeah. Like, we all respond to different things differently, yeah. but coffee itself, absolutely. There's there's definitely benefits that have been associated with coffee. I had coffee for the first time recently. Yeah. I was on my way to, to Lindawood, and I stopped by Starbucks. I'm like, I want a hot chocolate, please. And so they gave me the cup, whatever. It looked like it was smaller grande. I don't even know what the size they call it there. Yeah. But anyway, and I tried it. It was the worst. It tastes like charcoal to me. They gave me a cinnamon frapp- frappy, frappe. Uh-huh. Hurl, horrible, dude. Yeah. Horrible. But I w- so you don't like bitters. You like everything sweet. Yeah. That's because your palate's just all that fucking sugar, man. Yeah, but I love it. Well, of course you do. You're addicted it. to it. I am addicted to it. That's I'm a drug. Proud. It is a drug. Sugar's the first drug most people are introduced to. I'm sure. At the age of like one. Because you know when you're one, you can go to the store and you can get a free birthday cake for, yeah. for a one-year-old. So yeah. it's like, here's your sugar addiction. Right that now. 100% is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You know, and, and there have been times in my life where I'm like, I'm just going to try to you know, put it in really good moderation here. I'll have this cup of soda for this day and not do it the next. But what happens is I get tired, yeah. and I like the caffeine, and, and I don't like coffee. Too. Do you get headaches? No. You don't, you don't no. feel bad or cranky or anything? Well, no. like oh, I probably am cranky. I don't realize I am, though. Yeah. But I probably am. You're just like, I need a fuck soda. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> root beer root beer to me is like heaven. I love root beer. That's your that's Dr. Your Pepper, Mr. Pibb. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I have since I was like seven. Yeah. But, but I do drink a lot of water, and I know that that's good for you. 
How many sodas a day you say you drink? Uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah, I have, a, I have a, you know, a, a pretty a, big. That's a big one. Like I won't have all that. I will start with that, and I'll get to about halfway, and then I'll be done. I won't you. I'll, I, I separate it. One a day. You have one of those a day. Big gulp. Oh, I mean, not. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Not a big gulp a day. Well, I'll put it this way. I own stake in Quick Trip by the amount of time I'm there and, and pay for all that stuff. I'm at Quick Trip all the time. Yeah. All the time. My friend works there too. Don't get a discount, which is unfortunate. Yeah. So but, do you uh, like, do you fill some of it up and then drink some and then put some more and fill it up some more? Maybe. I used to do that all the time. Dude, whenever I was maybe. like at Lindenwood, whenever I was a freshman. We used to walk to Quick Trip, and I'd go get Rooster Boosters, and I'd like <laughs> sit there, I chug like right half of it, and then I'd fill it back up, and then I'd go pay. Yeah, that's great. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's very innovative of you, right? I mean, it's smart. It's smart. Yeah, I don't know. I really like us. I like uh, Slurpees, but I know those probably aren't great for you either. No, they have a lot of sugar up in yeah, them. Yeah, it's but, just uh, sugar water. Yeah, <laughs> tastes good though. Yeah, tastes good. Tastes amazing. Maybe, maybe we'll see on Shark Tank there'll be an alternative to soda. There's where, some alternatives out there. Like what? What? Like what? Oh, you can get like flavored waters or carbonated waters. Okay, I've had lemon water. It's fine, but it doesn't fulfill the but soda I, drive. Have you not? Had, yeah, well, that's because it's not. Um, so I drink carbonated water, and it's not because like I need any like carbonation fix. But they're getting better. Like the flavored yeah. carbonated waters, like they're getting way better. But the fix that you're needing is the sugar and the caffeine, right? Yeah, and the taste. And I don't think anything is gonna match the taste. Will it? Uh, of, of like a cult, you're a cola drinker. I mean, oh, you root said, beer, you said, you said root beer. Either I don't care. You just like whatever, just yeah. any kind of soda. So, so I'll put it this way: if if something matches the taste, that's not labeled as soda, but it tastes the same as that root yeah. beer, I'll drink it. I'm sure there's some sort of. But alternative I, I haven't, out there I haven't seen point. an alternative yet, though, so it's not uh, my problem. Are, you know, I was just watching Shark Tank, and they were talking about a soda alternative. It was some guy based in California. Did he get a deal? He didn't get a deal. That's why, because it's not soda. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> sorry. <laughs> so does your jam, man. It is, but you know what? That's fine. Listen, I get it. There, there are a few things in life that devices. I truly love. You know, my family, a couple other things here and there, and soda. Soda, soda is a big part of my day. I like it. Yeah, man. See, my dad used to drink Mountain Dew all the time. He got away from that. So bad for you. Yeah, that, but that's why he he stopped it, and now well, he's all sodas. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. Just like tears up your stomach. Yeah. Yeah, your gut health. It's all right, man. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I don't feel bad I at like, all. Uh, it's funny talking to you about it. I like it. Yeah, I love soda, dude. Love it. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I like root beer floats, dude. There's nothing <sighs> better than like a good root beer float. I may like, go ahead and get one of those after like this. Like a summer day like today, dude. You fucking got the ice cream. That's why I like the Slurpees, dude. That's why I like the Slurpees. Yeah. Go to 7-Eleven, get me a big cherry Slurpee. I'll drink it. Yeah. Dude, ice cream is my thing. Like yeah. I can't I can't have it in the house because like, I don't know. What, what is that? Like a quart and a half or whatever that yeah. is? Like yeah. like little oval thing. I'll eat that in one sitting. Like. Yeah. And you're talking to me about soda? What the hell, Adam? Well, that's the thing, dude. Like, I don't buy it because of that. <sighs> I have no self-control. It's like a – it's just like a trigger food. Like, I just start eating – same thing with, like, nuts. Like, I can't eat – I can't have, like, nuts in the house for, for the most part because, like, I'll, I'll eat them way too fast. I have the same thing with pretzel nubs. Yeah. I have the same problem with those. I'll, I will get – I'll put, like, 10 in a cup, be like, that's a serving size. I'll eat the whole freaking bag, dude. Yeah, dude. I, I just, love them. I just – and the problem – like, me, I, I'll try to fool myself. It's like I'll go in – like, say, like, I have, like, a little thing of penis. It's like a pound. Like, I'll put, like, a handful in and then <laughs> – and then, like, I'll put the penis back and then and then I'll just – I'll walk back and forth. <laughs> You'll be like, I didn't get quite enough yet. Let me and just the, get a little and more. And then I'll come back. And then I'll come back. So it's like I'll walk 10 times between my living room and my kitchen. 
back and forth. At that point, I'll get so tired of getting up. I'll just take the whole bag with me. Not me, dude. I want to feel bad about I it. I just like fool myself. It's like, no, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not done. I know, and I know I'm not done. It's so stupid. I don't know why I do it. I don't know. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I, I guess we all just have our things. Yeah. For me, all. once again, I don't know if I've made it clear to you, but I like soda. Yeah. It's all right, man. Yeah. That's okay. But, uh, yeah. oh, man. I don't know. So you think, uh, you think you're going to go right into your master's then when you're done with school? I mean, my my goal is to really get started writing, writing that I really, really love, yeah. you know, fictionally, and then try to get published. Now's the time to write, dude. But you have a whole exactly. year to write. I, I, right now, right now, I have a whole month. Yeah. I have a whole. That's a lot of time. You know, I work, you know, quite a bit of time here. But while I'm sitting at the front desk, I could be writing stuff like that. I just want to make sure that it stays true to, to what I want to write about. Yeah. And then if 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 one of the literary magazines likes it and publishes it. Then I'll maybe take a break and I'll really just start pursuing that. But once again, you got to build up just like what I did, what we did in interviewing. You really have to build up, you know, a nice resume before you can really just devote time to that. I I know if it's something if it's something important to you, you make time for it. If I have to get my master's after this, which is a smart thing to do, then I will still be writing. I'll be devoting all my time to that as well. Yeah. But I, I just got to do what's what's smart while still you know pursuing. Well, the smart thing is to not. So if you do get your master's, are you gonna yeah. pay for it? Like as you I mean, or are you gonna take on loans? I mean, I'll probably have to take on loans. That's not the move, bro. I don't know, dude. I, I'm trying not to think about it right now. Not, now's the time to think about it. I want to think about writing. You only dude. got a year left. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> a year, though. It's a lot of time. Yeah. But go, I, I don't know. I, quick. I, I have no idea. Yeah, of course. Yeah. My whole college career is going by quick. Oh, hell yeah, dude. It all does. You should, I think you should just focus on writing. Yeah. We I, live in such an amazing time, dude. You can just self-publish, self-publish, self-publish. Eventually, some, and it takes one and, person to see it. Exactly. And then eventually get like a deal or something or just like... One day you just have like your idea, like oh man, like let me write this book. Yeah, yeah. You know, smash Check out that out. book, and then with like social media today, yeah. it's like, dude, that thing could just like blow up. I mean, and luckily I have a ma- once again like on Twitter, I have like five thousand plus. Yeah. And I and I know and but see that's those are all people in the writing community. But once again, I've not proven anything. There are these are all published fictional writers. I they've never even seen my fictional writing because I barely even seen it yet. Yeah, but but, it, but it's exciting. So short though. Well, of course. I mean, you're an author. You're a writer. Yeah, but it, it's very different. It's a whole different field. You know, yeah. like when I, it, I I compare it to when I was interviewing an MMA fighter to interviewing an NBA player. Yeah. This from writing about nonfiction to writing about fiction, it's an entirely different field, entirely right. different structure. For sure. I you mean, know, and it's something I have to get used to. But it's good that I already have a lot of people in the writing community right now who can buy my stuff or give me advice when I need it. Yeah. Because I mean I'm I'm not I'm not a stupid dude. If I need advice, I'm gonna go ask people who have done it. Yeah. It would be foolish for me to just try to take it all on by myself without any guidance. Yeah. Yeah. So who are some of your mentors? Uh well, my parents, of course. Yeah. Uh Larry Rennick, who was my reading teacher, because without him I would still never even know how to read. I wouldn't even know how to read your shirt. <laughs> and uh, you know, just I, I don't know. I, I To be honest, a lot of my inspirations are MMA fighters. You know, okay. I, it, w- when I was younger, I would be interviewing a lot of fighters yeah. you know, for whatever website. Uh, but they those were always my heroes because they kind of showed me. You know, you guys kind of showed me how to be determined and persevere. You know, if you tore an ACL, how to get back to it, all that. So early on, fighters, because that, those were my inspirations right. 100% of the time. Who do you look to today? Like, do you listen to podcasts? I listen to Joe Rogan sometimes. Yeah. I listen to him sometimes, but uh, – I mean, I wouldn't say I love it. I, I, I like I like listening to it. Yeah. You know, in the MMA media world, I like listening to guys like James Lynch, who uh-huh. they're they're doing some good things. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, some of my favorite fighters today, I don't even know, dude. I like a lot of the local guys still. You know, yeah. Sean Woodson, 
he just made it on the contender series. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, man. I, I know. I, I, I like. works hard. Yeah, I respect just about every single fighter. Yeah, I respect just about everyone, even throughout the trash talk and all. I respect every fighter. Yeah, just for having the you know the guts to get into the cage. That's something I've since I was eleven looked it's up to. Something you've always looked at. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he, yeah, they, they've taught me. Fighters have taught me a lot about how to just all those character traits that I talk about in my book. Those yeah. are mostly learned not just from my parents, but from yeah. MMA fighters in general. Yeah. From martial arts and all that stuff. Yeah. So even with writing about fiction, it fighters, it's still my inspiration. Yeah. Well, there's just it's so just, much like information like available today and there's so many more people like putting out things. It's just like yeah. what we talked about. Like if there's anything like you want to learn or um, if you want to do right, you're like people who've already done it, like yeah. you have access to them. Everything. You know what I mean? So we, it's just like we have all the things at our disposal. We just have to, you know, effectively yeah. use it and stay with it. Yeah, and like a mentor doesn't necessarily even have to be like a person that like you you even like personally know or like you even like um, like physically like interact with. Like you can have like there are a lot of mentors like uh, like that people have that they've never they've never met just yeah. through social media. Yeah, virtually, it's true. You know what I mean? It's true. So it's just like, oh, man, like, I love this person's page. So, like, they'll for you know who just popped in my mind? Jocko Willink, right? Like, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's um, <clears throat> He was a Navy SEAL. Um, just He's just a bad man. He does some jujitsu and uh, just just one of the most, like, mentally tough dudes out there. And, like, one of his uh, principles and philosophies is discipline equals freedom, right? Because, like, you know, through discipline, like, it kind of eliminates choice and, like, all of this, like, mental angst. And it's just, like, you just do it, like, yeah. action over everything. And he, like, he wakes up at, like, 4.30 in the morning or 3.30, whatever, like, super early in the morning, always posts, like, a picture of his, like, of his watch and, like, does little, like, motivational things on there, just, like, little clips. And, like, that's a guy that people look to for, like, motivation or, like, a C.T. Fletcher or, yeah. like, anybody. Like, people look to these people for, like, motivation or inspiration. Yeah. And, like, for some, like, that's a mentor to them. You know, they've never met that person. Like, they probably never will. But, like, through their social, like, they're becoming better people. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very important. You know, that's great. Yeah. I, I feel like everyone has to have someone who they look up to, whether they know that person. Yeah. If they've even impacted, like, just personally. But it, it's exactly what you're saying. It's, yeah. Everyone has their own mentor, but I think that's obviously important. Yeah. You know? Can yeah. you stop about a title for, for your book? Oh, uh, uh, I actually did. I gotta look it up real quick. I wrote it down. My sister is a photographer, and she does technology way more than me. Yeah, and so she's able to like formulate some of this stuff. So I was just thinking of some ideas, but once again, my novel's not gonna come out for a long time because I want to get these short stories out first. Yeah, without trying to take too long to find this because we play a lot of games. You know, like those pool and ping pong on the phone. On the yeah, you know that. No. Uh, anyway, no, you, you can do that. So, so we play a lot throughout text. Uh, what do you I, mean, just like like billiards pool, like on your phone? Yeah, it's oh, okay, I hear it. Yeah, yeah. I I think the first one, my, my number one idea is like, oh, I suck at it, dude. Uh, I'm like all in thirty. I deleted all the games off my phone. Really? Some time ago. I did too. Yeah. The only game I have is chess.com. Yeah, I don't have any games on there. Wow. Yeah, I I because I would just I'd be wasting my life like playing fucking games. I'd play like Scrabble a lot or um like words with. Words, words with friends. friends is Scrabble. Uh, yeah, like Words with Friends is what I'd play for the most part. But I'm just like I'm just wasting so much time. Yeah, but you also have to make sure that that you know you, you have your free time where you could just kind of chill because mm -hmm. everyone needs that. Because one one, the one impression of, is super important. Right, but like one of my main problems in life, one thing I've always dealt with, it's been one of the things that that's always difficult for me is burnout. So like for example, with and of course my parents being therapist, my mom being a therapist has really kind of helped me through that. But like for example, for me. 
like I, I would spend so much time thinking about interviewing and like what questions or what, what topics do I want with this athlete? But 100% of my time, especially in the summertime was devoted to this athlete interviewing, interviewing, interviewing. Yeah. And I would think about it so much. I get myself burnt out. So you have to find the small things whether that's doing the dishes or playing a, a video game for 10 minutes to just kind of chill, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know, because for me, burnout's always been a problem. So I've had to come up with like ways of, of ensuring that I don't get burnt out yeah. if it's something I truly want to pursue. Just kind of ways to calm your mind. Yeah, so like for me, sometimes playing billiards or whatever on the phone with my sister playing ping pong at our house, that's one of those things that just prevents burnout because it happens to everybody. Uh, but for me, it's happened a lot. Yeah. So yeah, there, I'm sure you've kind of seen it, but like when I when I did my interviewing and then pursued music for that little bit and then stopped with the music, that's burnout. Why I'd stop and I keep going and then stop. It's 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 not it's not a fun way of living your life. Yeah. So you just have to you have to sometimes find the small things that can kind of yeah. just help you through it. Yeah. Yeah. Burnout's not fun. Well, that's like a problem with um, like when when because you started so young, like yeah. when kids like find a path. Um, that's pretty advanced. Like you're like, all right, I want to like interview people. Yeah. And like, that's a very clear direction. Like when people, you see it in sports all the time, right? Like kids are like, this is my sport. And they like, they live this sport. They burn the fuck out because yeah. you're just doing that same thing all the time. It's, yeah. it's so common. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I was so happy to find, you know, my drive, my passion at such a young age. But with that, you know, there are things sometimes that for me specifically that I can think of, it was always burnout where I'd stop and I'd try to find this new venture and I'd stop that venture because it wasn't working out. Then I'd go back and I'd go forward and then back. And yeah. it's, it's just not, it's not, not good. Yeah. Do you ever meditate or anything? No, but I mean, I, I'd say that the small things I kind of incorporate in my life is my own meditation. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just my own way of getting in my own head and just really kind of thinking why I'm doing this, what, like weighing the pros and the cons. You know, this is stuff I, I've really like learned. And this is something I've learned throughout social work to critically think. And to really, you know, think a lot, just make sure it's, it's just that for me. I, I, I have a lot of different things that I do that kind of it's meditative for me. Yeah. But no, we I all got to find our own things. You have to. For me, it was just weird. The weirdest thing is the dishes. I don't know why I like doing dishes. It's, it's not even about the dishes, obviously. It's just about <laughs> me really thinking and, you know, really just while I'm doing something that's being you know productive and actually doing something. Yeah. I, uh. I'm able to just think about my goals for that week. I don't even think ahead anymore, really. I always think of what I, what I need to do today to get me to the next step. Yeah. So I really don't think about tomorrow as much. If I'm stressed out about something I'm doing tomorrow, I think about today. Yeah. What, are, what, what do I need to check off the list today? Yeah. And that, that's, that's been really helpful for it me. helps keep you present. It's been beneficial for sure. Yeah. But man dude yeah well we're coming up on an hour dude i really appreciate you like taking the time out today anytime dude um i want to leave the floor to you though if you want to um if there's anything like you want to plug or promo or socials anything like that tell the folks how they can get a hold of you or check out your work all right uh twitter author and proman instagram author and proman <laughs> uh i don't really use facebook very often but uh yeah, but definitely Twitter and Instagram. I want people to go follow me on there because uh, because with the writing all that, I'm definitely going to be looking to be more active on that. Yeah. Want to thank my family. Want to thank you. And uh, yeah, that's about it. That's about it, huh? That's about it. All right, my man. Well, hey, dude. I'll uh, I'll see y'all later. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you are getting value out of the podcast, do me a favor. Just leave a rating, leave a review. Also, go tell a friend. All of these things help the show, and it helps grow it, and I can't thank you guys enough. You guys are the shit. We're also brought to you by Imposed Will, my company. Go check us out, imposedwill.com. 
we're all capable of building the life that we want to live. And it's we're able to do this through difficult challenges and healthy habits. And, you know, I really believe we can all impose our will on life. So maybe for you that's, you know, playing with the grandkids or maybe it's building a multi-million dollar company. Whatever the case may be, you have the potential and your mind is the answer. It's, it's kind of weird because the mind can be our greatest enemy but if you learn to master the mind it will be your greatest strength without a doubt mental strength is so important it is a requirement a requirement if you want to build any sort of success in your life and we're here to help you do that so go check us out imposedwill.com get on the mailing list get some apparel i love you i will see you guys next time Mwah.